We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. up everybody welcome inside the guilty as charged podcast hopefully you enjoyed the uh the new little countdown tried something new uh courtesy of canva your your, your guy figured out how to use it so uh had to uh you know work around my magic to be able to do something fun so uh happy to be here to talk about the uh tyree kill trade as well as do our first post free agency mock draft with my guys tyler and alex alex what's up with you man how are you doing today yeah, I'm doing good. I was I was very impressed uh, by the Canva thing, and and uh, I was a little bit surprised. It, it sounded like the Garage Band version of Still Dre. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was expecting uh, Snoop Dogg to bust in and talk about how he's representing all the gangsters all across the world. But uh, no, I uh, yeah, that was a very good intro, and I think it looks a little bit more professional. So we're we're doing good. Sweet, sounds good. I appreciate it. Uh, Tyler, how you doing, man? Uh, doing very well. Congratulations on that intro. You put it together. I certainly could not have. Um, but everyone watching and everyone listening, thank you very much. We just got a new deal with Blue Wire Podcast Network. So yeah. uh, we'll keep making money. So we'll keep being able to do this. And that's fun. So I appreciate you guys following along, watching, subscribing and all that. So I can keep doing this whole paid hobby thing. Yeah, you know, we're really excited about, you know, our, our future with Blue Wire and uh you know, we'll be uh, attending the draft. At least, you know, two of us will. Tyler and I will be there at the draft in Vegas next month. Uh, be able to record a couple times in the studio again. So that'll be really fun. And uh, one of these days, Alex will be able to join us once he stops living in a foreign country and uh, finishes up his medical degree. So uh, one day soon, man. I think he's yeah. catfishing us. 
<laughs> no, Alex. Alex is a fake person. He doesn't actually exist. I mean, who who could be an Eagles and a Chargers fan? He doesn't. He's not even real. I mean, we got a, a fake fan base, and and you're living in a foreign country. It, just, it fits too well, man. It, it, that's a new bit. Um. So yeah, we're gonna talk about the Tyreek Hill trade that went down today. Really uh, shocked the NFL world. Uh, you know, there were rumors, of course, that you know, there the contract extensions were not going super well. And then just out of nowhere, boom, traded. And we we're hearing jets, we're hearing dolphins. And then of course he ends up going to the dolphins for five draft picks. So this is, it was just kind of crazy. And, you know, the NFL continues to uh, pump out all of these crazy additions and crazy trades and things like that, which is great for the league. I, I'm all about player mobility. And so I think this is going to be really fun. Uh, but Tyler, your, uh, your thoughts here as it pertains to, uh, the Chiefs and what it kind of does for their future. Yeah, the Chiefs, especially over the Mahomes era, do one thing particularly well, and then they approach it in different ways. But the whole point of the Chiefs really is to get you to do something really stupid on offense. Part of that is defense, right? Putting pressure, getting takeaways and all that. But part of it is just being able to score at will. And they were able to do that with Tyreek Hill. And now they just can't. Like, I'm not saying that they won't have a good offense. I'm sure they can retool, but that's gone. And the guy who took away a lot of the you know, the passes and picked off, you know, say a Philip Rivers or a Justin Herbert, Tyron Matthew, he's gone too. Charvarius Ward is gone as well. Their ability to get you to do something stupid is kind of gone. And outside of that, I, I really think the Chiefs are kind of an overrated roster, certainly an outperforming expectations roster based on what they are on paper, because they're not really a great football team. But they yeah. had five dudes who could win Super Bowls, just the five of them. It's incredible. They can't do that anymore. And you know, to me, yeah, I think this does start to maybe signal the end of the Chiefs. But it's not necessarily because Tyreek Hill is leaving, although fantastic. I appreciate him not being in the division. <laughs> right. It's the fact that the Chiefs really aren't good at drafting. And I know Chiefs fans will be like, well, last draft we had this and that. It's an outlier to me. Because you're only so often going to have Creed Humphrey fall to you at the end of the second round, where he should have gone maybe even in the first round. And you're only so often going to have someone like Trey Smith fall to you in the fourth or fifth round or whatever it was because of a medical concern. That's an outlier. That's not going to happen. Other than that, their drafts have mostly been pretty bad. Maybe Chiefs fans feel a little bit differently because they know these guys a bit more and their roles, but they certainly aren't hitting things out of the park, not with Clyde Edwards or Lair. Not with McCall Hardman. You know, Nick Bolden, I think, was is a good player. There was no denying he was a good prospect, but over an edge rusher, over a corner, over anything more valuable than a linebacker, and they went with the linebacker over Humphrey. Like, they don't think they would have taken Humphrey if he just ha didn't happen to fall, and they right. didn't. They went with a linebacker first. That's their thought process. So, to me, Hill being gone is fantastic. They have more picks. I'm sure they can retool. It sounds like they're interested in a DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett. So they could definitely retool and, and change everything, but they're just not great at drafting. And when you only have like five really good guys who can take you to a Super Bowl and two of them are gone, you're not left with a whole lot. Yes, Mahomes is still arguably the best quarterback in the league. Kelsey, one of the best weapons in the league, but you've lost two very big pieces. And I think the Chargers are starting to, for the first time, you know, play some real chess here and move themselves into position to succeed in the division. And, and to me, it, this signals all in. Like, I don't know if they can do more than they already have this year outside of trading next year's firsts or whatever. 
But like this would really signal that they really should push all their chips in ASAP before the Chiefs figure out how to retool and do this all over again. Yeah, um, I, I'm not going to go as far as to say this is like the death of the Chiefs. Uh, they yeah. still have Andy Reid. They still have Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I, I don't have too many concerns about them going forward. And you could probably install them as at the very least the second best team in the division. First, I mean, like they've ran the AFC West for a number of years now. Maybe you could even install them still as the favorites, um, depending on who you ask. But I was just so confused by this trade when it happened. Um, it, like... I know that the main thing was the contract extension and that's what they were fighting on. But like, there's not a more valuable receiver in the league to a team than Tyreek Hill. Like you can say, yeah, yeah Devontae, Devontae Adams is better. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, sure. He's better receiver, but Tyreek is a top five guy. And like, how many times has he bailed them out uh, of like, just, you know, this situation's going bad, but you know, Tyreek just ran 60 yards to the end zone and no one came to, you know, near him untouched. Justin Herbert's first game, you know, was one of those situations where, uh, you know, they throw that like 70 yard bomb with uh, him yeah. burning Adderley and uh, Chris, Chris Harris. Harris and, uh, you know, just Mahomes throwing a ball out of nowhere, like on a rope to him. Like and then that just starts the Chiefs comeback after the Chargers were dominating defensively all game. Uh, the Bills playoff game that we just saw is like the perfect example of that, where the Chiefs pull something out of their ass again after the, you know, the Bills almost have them dead to rights with like a minute left. Uh, and then there's 13 seconds left. But one of the reasons that like Travis Kelsey had all that space on that, you know, last 13 second drive was Tyree kill because, you know, you have to be concerned about what he's going to do. So, yeah, um, yeah, I, I just think this is a loss. And I know people are going to be like, oh, you wanted money. They got draft picks. It's like, yeah, but like he's Tyree kill. Like he's so important to what they do. Um, and I think that's the main thing for me in this trade. And yeah, I'm thankful he's out of the division, too. Um, but yeah, I, I was just really perplexed to see this move. Like, I just think with what the Chiefs have done, you do everything you can to keep that guy. Like, there's just something intangible that, like, he brings that no other receiver in the league can bring. Um, so I was very surprised to see the trade. Thankful it happened. Uh, thank you very much. Maybe the Chargers can finally win the division for the first time in 14 years. Um, but this this was just kind of very uh surprising and so uh I, yeah. I i really still am shocked by it yeah i mean the whole chiefs offseason in general has been pretty surprising to me and you know you're alex and tyler you know talking about just kind of who tyree kill is and you know brandon staley always talks about you need multipliers on your team like that's that's the advantage that you get with the with you know adding great players is you make teams kind of adjust to you as opposed to being able to kind of run their stuff and you know, Tyreek Hill is really the ultimate multiplier on offense. There's nobody else like him in the league. And, you know, there's always these people, you know, well, he's the next Tyreek Hill. He's the next this. And, like, nobody's ever been able to come close to what Tyreek Hill can do. I think we're seeing that with Debo Samuel now as well. Everybody's trying to find their own Debo. But it's like these guys are just rare for a reason. So I think in the short term, the Chiefs are, are definitely worse. I think this definitely hurts their chances at uh, coming close to you know, getting back to the Super Bowl, especially with how the rest of the AFC has gotten better. Um, but I'm not necessarily going to like count them out. I think Andy Reid is too much of a, he's too smart of a coach. And we see, we've seen him retool time and time again in Philadelphia and in Kansas city. He's still got Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. So I, I understand them trying to beef up the roster and, and doing that with these draft picks. Um, and I think in the long term they will be able to uh, 
be able to improve and, and use these draft picks. But like Tyler's saying, their draft history is is rough, man. Like, it, you know, outside of the two guys that he mentioned, you know, you look at the four drafts previous to that and it's Patrick Mahomes and whole lot of nothing else. And so I, I, I'm skeptical of it from there and I'm not necessarily counting them out. I still think they're going to be a really good team, uh, but this definitely makes them worse. There's just no way that you can take out Tyree Kill, put in Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez, Scanlon, or, or Christian Watson if they draft him in the first round and improve. You know, you can improve the defense with those kind of resources, sure, but uh, you know the offense is definitely going to be worse for sure. Yeah, to me, how they finish this year at least will depend on what they do with the picks. And, and to me, I think the best approach is to go get proven players if they think they if they think they can win this year. And I think they should believe that they can because they have Mahomes. You know, go get your DK Metcalf. If you're waiting at pick 29 for Christian Watson, where you could have flipped it for DK Metcalf, like, you know, I, I get the arguments versus, you know, paying a guy versus taking a young guy. But if you want to win now, go get the guys you know can get you to win now. I just don't trust that their draft history, based on their draft history, I don't trust that they're going to make the right calls here, even though they do have more at-bats and very high at-bats. I just don't buy that they're going to make the right call. Again, first round, you know, pick 31, I think. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. 29 and 30, like, yeah. Well, the, when they picked him, yeah. Oh, when you picked Hilaire, I'm sorry, my bad. Yeah, and it was like, I mean, you, you went with a running back, <laughs> with a linebacker. There were so many other needs, and you, you went in the opposite direction. So now they have to probably force wide receiver if they hold on to those picks in draft. And, you know, you have to, it's a deep class, but you're just now pulling so far away from what Tyreek Hill was. If they got the Jets pick at 10, and got Jamison Williams, I could I could buy that a lot more or something, or even Traylon Burks. But now you're at 29, you're at 30. You know, what receiver at that point is left that's going to be anything like Tyreek Hill? So, you know, I think their best option moving forward is to go get proven guys if they think they can win now. If they don't, then stick with your picks. But if they think they can win now, you know, go get a proven guy like a DK Metcalf. Go trade for an edge rusher. I don't know if the Falcons are, are selling or, or whatever they're doing, but I'm sure there's somebody out there you can get a better player for our first round pick, but um, no, I'm I'm thrilled that this is happening. <laughs> yeah, no, this is great news for the, the Chargers for sure. Uh, I, I was just gonna say, in regards to like trading for DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett, it's like, yeah, but you're gonna have to pay them too. M maybe not as much as you would pay Tyree Kill, but like, I mean, I think it's more worth it to pay Tyree Kill thirty million than it is to pay DK twenty five or whatever. Like he would demand as yeah. like next receiver to be to you know get paid um so that's just the main thing that i thought like uh and and you know picks and and draft capital is nice but like tyler said the chiefs don't have a record of like doing that successfully in drafts from year to year um they you know as far as like the salary cap okay you freed up 30 million dollars but okay you you're gonna probably sign marquez valdez scantling and you signed juju smith schuster is that better than having tyreek hill for the same amount no <laughs> like i don't think yeah. anyone would say it is you know, it's kind of like that seated family guy where it's just like you can have the boat or you can have the mystery box and whatever is yeah. in the mystery box might be as valuable as the boat. But I, I don't think it is like um, I, I don't think there was a receiver more valuable to his team. And I'm thankful now that we won't have to talk ourselves into Michael Davis being the Tyree kill stopper. <laughs> like, thank God we don't have to do that when he ends up covering Byron Pringle or whatever. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. Thank thankful we don't have to do that much anymore. But, you know, the Chargers ultimately boost their secondary get jc jackson one of the best corners in the league and the chiefs lose their biggest weapon um i don't think there's much else you could say to it rather than that basic fact as far as it from chargers perspective yeah you know the, the chiefs doing this i think it just really opens up 
a whole different can of worms because I think, you know, we were talking about the AFC pecking order last Saturday during our Q&A. And it's like, well, the Chiefs are still the Chiefs. And it's like, really, are they now? Like, you know, without Tyree Kill, do they still have that same kind of reputation and everything like that? So I'm definitely not counting them out. I still expect them to be a very competitive team. But, you know, it's just it's hard for me to look at the decisions that they've made and be like, okay, this makes sense. Like, would you rather have, you know, $30 million of Tyree kill or, and like draft a defensive end and, you know, be able to cut Frank Clark, or would you rather restructure Frank Frank Clark and have to buy into Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez Scantling at the same time? Like, you know, it's, it's hard for me, obviously as a Chargers fan to sit here and be like, you know, man, the chiefs are just dumb. Like they're not doing smart things, but, they're not mm-hmm. doing smart things, man. Like they're they could have cut Frank Clark and saved a bunch of cash. They could have easily extended Tyree Kill and you keep that multiplier on offense. But instead, you know, they're I think they're significantly lowering their ceiling right now uh, by doing this kind of trade. So thank you. I mean, I, I'm very appreciative of this. I think this makes the AFC West like that much more interesting because the Chiefs are significantly worse today than they were yesterday. But uh, you know, I, I just I have a hard time wrapping my head around whatever the chiefs are doing yeah oh well keep doing it uh gun to my <laughs> head i never would have guessed that if tyron matthew tyree kill and frank clark then frank clark would be the one standing yes absolutely right so uh we are going to do our mock draft we do have a super chat from uh y newman today shout out to y newman uh he wants to know <laughs> we need oday back and sign our rt right tackle before the draft i wanted lucas that's cornelius cornelius lucas i'm assuming uh, 72.5 PFF grade, but that ship has sailed. It has shelled, it has sailed because he did re-sign with the Washington football or Washington commanders, almost said football team there. Um, but yeah, I think this is a surprise. I was really hoping that we'd get some clarity on the right side of the offensive line before we did this, uh, mock drafts, but, uh, everybody is still available on that side. There's, there's two empty slots. So uh, I definitely agree. They need to do something there pretty quickly. Yeah, we're doing a nice one move per day sort of thing <laughs> this off season, and I guess it's good for consistent content, but it doesn't answer a lot of my questions. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I don't even know if I refer to them as the Commanders. They're still the Washington Football Team. Commanders sucks. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, I mean Cornelius Lucas, that would kind of been interesting. I don't really buy his pass blocking efficiency numbers, to be honest. That that's kind of a right tackle. I'm not super bummed that the Chargers didn't get. Plus, there's still a guy like Billy Turner and some other dudes on the market as well. Um, Doesn't seem like the right tackle market is moving super fast. I still think the Chargers can get a guy. And I know there is like a lot of anxiety in Chargers land about like O'Day, but like, I don't think they're in a rush to re-sign him. Like, I mean, they're probably going to get him back on a one-year $2 million deal or whatever like they did. Um, I don't think there's frankly a lot of interest in the league around him because i mean you know he's coming off of an acl tear as great as he did play in those first four games uh of last season so um you know they'll resign him when they resign him i do still think that will happen but you know people keep talking about it like this is competitive market to go get him and they need to bring him back now it's like no they have other higher priorities and they can wait on no day as long as they really want to um so that's just kind of i feel like using your leverage in the free agent market as a team kind of thing um, and so, you know, whenever they get to right tackle too, I think that right tackle is certainly more the priority than the right guard right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely annoyed at the chargers for letting the, the edge three market get away from them. Uh, but as it currently stands, there's still quality guards. There's still quality right tackles on the market. And as long as those guys remain unsigned, I think it's, 
it's okay. Like, obviously, I wish that they would have their players signed by now, but, uh, you know, I, I think things are fine right now as long as they do not let what happened with the edge market happen again with the right tackle or right guard market. So uh, I think things are fine right now. Everything is fine. <laughs> Specifically at that at those two positions. Um, all right, so we got another super chat from uh, Hermdogger21. He said, do you think the Chargers would trade draft capital for known talent? We've been pretty aggressive. Um, they just did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think he means like again. Again? Uh, oh. Um, I don't really know who's... I mean, we never we didn't know that Tyreek Hill was available, right? But we don't know who yeah. is available right now. And the situation is much different now. The Chargers cap space is uh, dwindling. And uh, next year's cap space is, is not in the same kind of situation that this year's was. So mm-hmm. um, maybe during the season, I could see them get like a, a, an expiring contract. Maybe that's kind of the change. But uh, I'd be surprised if they traded for anybody else right now. It would probably have to be like an expiring contract kind of deal. Yeah. They could theoretically do that before the season, but probably a guy, you know, if they want to like, that could be a midseason trade in theory, but probably something that goes down before the season, just a team that wants to move on from a guy and get something back if they know he's going to walk. Um, and the Chargers can take the bet on that rental. Um, but I think that that's probably the only thing. I don't think that would necessarily cost like a first round pick though. But if you're looking at, you know, them trading their third or fourth rounder, that's probably something that could theoretically happen. Yeah, I could see that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, me too. All right, so uh, let's get into this uh, mock draft. Again, this is our post-free agency mock draft that we are going to do. Um, And obviously, we will uh, kind of talk about different scenarios that are going to happen. And so I get to go uh, first this time. Alex will get to make the second pick. And then Tyler will make the third pick. So we'll pause and and talk about each scenario as they come. Of course, we'll 
Um, we're not going to project project any trades. I think that's you know a little too hard for people to do before draft day. But uh, we will mention different scenarios that they can have. So, uh, Tyler, let's uh, fire this thing up. Room, 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 room. <laughs> Kareem, I will not be taking a running back. Don't you worry. No running backs in the at least in the first round. I'll take one eventually. Eventually, yeah. <laughs> Oh, Jamison Williams right before us. All right. Uh, Tyler, why don't you scroll down through the rest? You want me to talk about it? Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So the usual suspects, you know, early on, Hutchinson, Hamilton, Neal, Equanu, Cross, Willis went to the Panthers at six. Daxton Hill is apparently a top eight player now. That's hilarious. Um, so, you know, whatever. Good job, Giants. Uh, Thibodeau, Stingley, and Gardner go 9 and 10. So three corners, Stingley, Gardner, Booth, 9, 10, and 11. Jordan Davis is gone at number 12 to the Minnesota Vikings. That's a pretty good front. Uh, Trevon Walker goes to the Texans at 13. Zion Johnson, the guard center, whatever, to the Ravens at 14. I'm sure that's going to work out for them. Then Alex's Eagles go Jermaine Johnson and Jamison Williams. Very, very close to either of those players. Probably would have been first. Uh, the first thing I would have taken if either of those guys were available. They're not anymore. Yes. Um, so here we are. So, What's up, Alex? Oh, no, I just, I, I know what I want to do here, but it's not my pick. <laughs> I know what you do want to do here too, because Garrett Wilson's on the board. And, uh, you know, that would be a lot of fun, man. I, mean, I, I think we're both on the same page there with Garrett Wilson and, and how good of a prospect he is. Uh, I see Trevor Penning and Devontae Wyatt on here as well. Both of those players i think would be good fits trent mccaffrey can he pick it carloftis this is an interesting one because i feel like a lot of people have you know kind of said like oh george carloftis would be you know a, a really good fit he'd be able to learn beside joey bosa i just don't think that carloftis is the kind of edge rusher that staley typically likes and um i i, I don't know i i would have a hard time penciling in uh carloftis right here Oh, they already falls to 34 because of that injury. Shout out Tyler's mom as always in the in the super chats. Okay, so I, this is conflicting for me because at this point, without Jamison Williams and without Zion Johnson on the board, those those two players are players that I'd be really interested in here. Obviously, Jermaine Johnson is one of our guys too, so. If this is the way that the board panned out, I'm pretty sure that the Chargers would take Trevor Penning. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think that need is just so great for the future. And I do think that he does kind of fit what they like to do. He does fit the, you know, bigger, nastier profile that uh, Brandon Staley has talked about. I mean, obviously, Garrett Wilson adding him to this room would be, this receiver room would be fantastic. Kenyon Green as well. You know, if they don't sign Ode Abushi and they want to get younger at the right guard spot, Kenyon Green would obviously upgrade there. I mean, you have Trent McDuffie here as well. Um, but just kind of projecting here what the Chargers are going to do, I'm going to take Penning because I do feel like that this would be the pick in this instance. Although I would prefer to trade down or, you know, take a better player in Garrett Wilson or Devontae Wyatt. But uh, because Penning is kind of, need number one at this point i think it would be trevor penning in this instance yeah until they make a move in free agency that seems to be the way that they almost have to go if penning's even there at 17 and i hope if this is the case that he is then it's not raymond 
Um, so you think for them, Kenyon Green would just be an interior offensive lineman for them? Not that he can't play tackle, but to the Chargers. Yeah, I, I think he would. I think he does fit really what they want to do at interior offensive line. And mm-hmm. I, like I said this the other day, like if I had to choose between Kenyon Green or Zion Johnson and like a Billy Turner type or um, Ode and a Trevor Penning in this instance, I would take the guard at 17 scenario personally, mm-hmm. because I do think Kenyon Green and Zion Johnson are better prospects. And like, like I, I totally get the concerns about Trevor Penning. I am right there with everybody else. He's, he does not have a first round grade for me. Um, but I, I just kind of where my brain is going right here is that in the, if this is the way the board pans out and it very well could be, you know, Trevor Penning could be uh, go as high as seven and I wouldn't be surprised to the giants. But in this instance with Trevor Penning on the board, which is another possible scenario, I think the Chargers would go with Trevor Penning. Yeah, I mean, I I think they would too. Um, if we're just talking about who they're most likely to take, um, so I mean, I guess that's kind of the tone setter for for our mock draft here. Oh, cool, cool comment. Yeah, that's uh, love that. Love spam accounts. It's fantastic. All right, so and again, I, I think in that instance, like I've said. Um, if Jameson's off the board, I'm I'm trading back. Like that's that would be my preference. Yeah. So what happened here? This is <laughs> going to be a moment. <laughs> this, yeah. This is what oh sucks yeah. I was because we don't have a second forgot, round. Pick. Yeah, forgot we had, don't have a second round pick anymore, huh? This is my <laughs> first real rationalization of that fact. Okay, I can recap some of the interesting ones, but. Um, everyone you assume was going to go in the first round kind of went in the first round. Uh, Raymond at 31. Not that that really matters. Pick it to the Lions. Good for them. Burks in the second round. That's the latest I've seen him going. Um, Ojabo, Epiketti, Nekobedina to 36. Um, guys that the Chargers would be interested in. I think a lot of people are looking for us to take a wide receiver. Um, Sky Moore already goes in the second. Christian Watson to the Commanders. Uh, George Pickens to the Cardinals. Ritter to Seattle. Travis Jones to the Bills, man. That would be dude. That would be something else. <laughs> um, Pascal to the Chiefs. Oh, so who did the Chiefs? I'm just curious. The Chiefs went Lloyd. Uh, sorry, even, Lloyd, Lloyd. Olave, and Pascal. That's, that's, that's two bad. of my favorites, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that would be painful. That God. Would be painful. Broncos go safety, because why not? Um, um Somebody mentioned Travis Jones or Trevor Penning, excuse me, playing guard at the Senior Bowl. Uh, that did not go well. That went the opposite of well. <laughs> it was funny that they had, I think, at least on on day one, they had Falele as the right tackle and Penning as the guard. I think, yeah, uh, during those one on ones, which was a, a surprise. Yeah, listen, I think with Trevor Penning, you're obviously betting on the upside. You're betting on, you know, Sean Surratt and um, I forget mm-hmm. his first name, Nugent. You know, being able to kind of develop that player. And, and I would have faith that they would be able to develop Trevor Penning. I just ideally, if Trevor Penning is the goal, I would I would much prefer to come at a later point than 17, where, like I mentioned, all those other players that would be, you know, much that are much better prospects, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and you do have to take it early. I think in these mocks, you tend to have who did Max Mitchell already go? Yeah, so Max Lucas Mitchell's went. pretty. Max Mitchell is almost never on the board in the third round on TDN, from what I've seen. 
Yeah, so at this point, I mean, I, I'm not trusting it to Alex's favorite, Rashid Walker. Bike or, thief. Like, <laughs> bike thief. Um, and then they have Mechie and Calvin Austin go a couple of spots before the Chargers pick. That'd be enticing for sure. Um, Alex, is there a particular position that you want to see? Uh, we're going to look at wide receivers first. Yeah, okay. that's what I knew that was coming. <laughs> oh, fuck. Never mind. Don't um... repeat yourself. I... <laughs> Not Khalil Shakir challenge. <laughs> Not Bo Melton oh, challenge either. Oh, oh. yeah, there. Yeah, there's not much left here. Um, we can wait on a wide receiver. Let's 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 go to the field. Okay. Oh, you want your running back, buddy? <laughs> Just for what it's worth, Alex. I, you know, uh, Blaze points out Tyquan Thornton from uh, Baylor. I'm pretty sure he'll be on here. He's he's pretty low on uh, the draft network's board, uh, but mm-hmm. okay, that's an interesting one. Look, um, I need you to be quiet. I need to take that guy later. <laughs> <laughs> um, linebacker, yes, let's do it. Troy Anderson. Mm. Can we scroll back up a little bit? I missed yeah. a couple names. Um, record. Part of me is a little sad that uh tight end is not really a possibility anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it wouldn't be one. Cause I, I do really like Jeremy Ruckert a lot, but yeah, no, I, I don't think they can really do that much anymore. Uh, can we go to cornerback? God, I feel, I feel so, this feels so wrong without the second round pick now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Brand wants you to take someone with a low res score. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, all right, can we go? All right, let's let's try the DTs. See what's there. Um, and you're gonna make me take a corner. That sucks. All right. <laughs> uh, I know which corner I would take here. Uh, God, Alex, come on. <laughs> This is really terrible. Um, I'll take Fedarian Mathis. I, I I feel like he's kind of best player available. I don't like Zachary Carter very much. They beef up the defensive line room. Um, get someone that can kind of be a long-term fit here. I don't really feel great about the pick, but there was nothing left at wide receiver or corner, and that's kind of my bag anyway, and I was not taking running back in the third round. So I'll go with him. I could get it in the third round. I'm surprised Zachary Carter is the one that's ahead of Butler and yeah. who was Arike and obviously Mathis. Um, I feel like Mathis is I feel like Mathis is pretty redundant with Sebastian Joseph Day and Austin Johnson and Christian Covington and Brain Pahoko on the roster. But that's just I mean, what what would you do here? There's not much what's left at edge? Like, is there something? I don't. My problem there is there are there are I corners don't. that are worth a third round pick right here. There are. I'm sure there's a safety. I'm sure there's an edge rusher. I oh, feel like getting Williams, another one tech, three tech defensive All tackle right. is just kind of redundant. Mm. Not too late. You already called it. Uh, uh, it's your pick, though. You you do what you want. Uh, I just see, want you to know that is, we pulled the, the Vikings and they we passed. Like we we punted. <laughs> we punted on the pick. This is one of those spots. I mean, uh, Darian Kennard was there. So like if we didn't just take Trevor Penning. Yeah, that's also one of the things I feel like about Trevor Penning in general is they 
it kind of limits what you can do in the rest of the draft. Um, it's redundant, but I'll go with Mathis. Fine. All right. Well, at least we have a good defensive line rotation. Um, and then when they let Tillery go, maybe Mathis is your <laughs> new starter. So you know what? I see the value in that, Alex. There you go. There wasn't much value left there. there. I like, I like, I like Mathis. And, and um, you know, really, really Mathis. Yeah, really quickly. Uh, Sean Taylor had a, que- a super chat question. Wants to know if we think that Jamison Williams is the first receiver off the board, even with his injury. Uh, Jamison, just all. Okay, I have to look at who's still picking in the top 10. Can you guys hear me? I think Alex is frozen. I can oh, okay. hear you. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah Billy's the first guy off oh, the board. No, sorry. No, I was just saying off the board for the Chargers in general, or no, I, I think in general, like in terms of the draft, like does it is, uh, is Jamison the first receiver taken? Yes or no? No. I mean, first receiver taken overall? No. I I think it's a legitimate question. It just depends on how they feel about the bigger dudes in, in Berks or, but I, I think, I think I, I'm, if I'd put money on it, it's Wilson. Yeah. I, I think it's Garrett Wilson. Um, Traylon Burks stocks seem to have uh, taken quite a fall after his combine testing. Um, I, mm-hmm. I still think it would be Wilson or Drake London potentially, but uh, the London, we won't get a firm feeling on how the NFL feels about London until after his pro day next month yeah definitely and that might definitely change some things okay so thanks for not taking an edge rusher or a corner or receiver so i could go a lot of different places here Um, i am picking now in the fourth round uh the punter is here uh i'll put anyone in a timeout who says i should take him at this point (laughs) yes he's a weapon but he's not a khalil shakir type of weapon um shakir is definitely tempting as far as edge rushers go i'll be completely honest at this point you have like four options uh i mean it's really just i don't sorry i thomas i I have not watched robinson i've not watched right i have not watched these guys that are going you know day three late day three i haven't watched um i do know some maybe guys later to look at uh, the Chargers did meet with a Caleb Evans. I just don't know how interested they I see. Like Kobe Bryant to me is worth a third round pick. Yeah, right. Can't say the Brit. Wow, Kobe. I didn't realize Kobe Bryant had fallen so far. I thought he was well, higher but, up. Yeah, I kind of didn't go with him there because I thought he would still be on the board too. Yeah, because of where TDN has him. So, mm-hmm. I think because we have so many picks later on, like there are guys. I'm not saying they're all the same, but if I'm playing their board correctly, yes, I do like Khalil Shakir, but I think you can find guys later on. Um, I am going to go with Kobe Bryant here because I'm surprised he was here. The Chargers have met with a Caleb Evans, but I think they thought of him as a safety kind of type. I could be wrong. Uh, so I'm going to go with Kobe Bryant here. Hopefully that works. I think you need to take a corner at some point. Uh, and I, I like the Chargers taking a defender here in the fourth or fifth round. So Kobe Bryant for me is the pick. Yeah, we, we got to get okay. him and we got to get him in a number eight jersey. It's only it's only fair. <laughs> Um, I really like Kobe Bryant, though. I think, you know, he gets overshadowed by by sauce a little bit. But I mean, his tape down at the senior bowl was really fantastic. I think he he really is their kind of corner. Uh, wow. There's Max Mitchell, huh? OK. Oh, whoa. He really felt that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do think that Kobe Bryant would be a good fit for the, what the Chargers want to do on defense. And, and they will 
add secondary pieces, you know, to the through the draft because they they need the bodies. I think Staley was uh, traumatized by what happened last year, not having the resources <laughs> uh, to be able to play dime package as much as he wanted. So uh, I think mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant's a good good fit there. Okay, somebody really messed up. Let me pick back to back, especially in this round where I do not know who most of these guys are. <laughs> um, realistically, I do think Tyquan Thornton probably goes round five, um, six the latest. He's not going to go at two twelve. That's a possibility. Have not watched the running back, so I cannot speak onto that. We don't really need another tackle, but at some point, we might. Um, we have enough interior defensive linemen. Edge rushers again. I oof, I just couldn't tell you how these guys are at this point. Apologies. Don't need a linebacker, but that's who's available. Um, there is a corner later. I'll probably take if he's there. Is that the safeties? These are the safeties right here. Okay. So just a, an idea of who's left. Have not watched Verone McKinley. We will get into safeties on our next episode, so I will have better answers there. Oh boy. Okay, well, uh, here's the thing. I'm not taking a quarterback. We took a defensive lineman already. We, we need a wide receiver at some point. And, and while this is considered a reach on their board, I do think I have to go with Tyquan Thornton. I know that's not like, it's not redundant to me to have him and Jalen Guyton on the roster. But we have Penning, Mathis, Bryant. We're just like, we haven't taken any receiver. We haven't drafted speed. We don't have a guy who can honestly replace uh, Jalen Guyton. I think it is possible the Chargers do roll with him as wide receiver three, but I think they do need a legit downfield threat with better hands, great ball adjustment, um, and obviously a 4-2, whatever he ran. So I'm going to go with Tyquan Thornton here. It's a reach on their board, but I don't think it's going to be a reach when we get to the draft. I should no, have taken Bob Melton in the third. I hate myself. <laughs> I don't think Bob Melton in the third is is that worthy of it, but uh, Tyquan Thornton, I'd, I'd be pretty surprised if he's here in the fifth round, but uh, great pick in this instance. Uh, James points out we don't have a right guard right now. I, I could see them. You know, they they will need to replace Scott Questenberry too. So in, maybe into your mm-hmm. offensive line and play. Um, you know, they don't have a running back too right now either. So that could be something to keep in mind. I think that they think that they have a running back too, but uh, Uh, after the way let's go spoke about that at the combine, I'd be, I'd be shocked if they just ran it back with the same three, man. One can hope, Um, Uh, but I'm also kind of operating here. Like I assume that Abushi is back. Like I know that that's not what they do need to get another backup center, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is, let's, let's go to the running backs. See what's left. Um, Ooh, Stevens guy, Alagier. Hey man, like, like I said, once once they leave BYU, I don't give a shit. It's just while they're at BYU, I don't like them. Um, hmm. All right, can you scroll down on the running backs a little bit? Hmm. Okay. Yeah, not a lot of value in the running backs. Uh, let's just go to the general all-around board. We're going to be a lot better at this the last time we draft because we actually will know the people that are here. Yeah. Um, all right, let's let's scroll down before I before I think about doing it. 
Yeah, I mean, we, we sort of do need to know these guys. I'm sort of torn here between Algier, who I, who I think could be pretty good. Uh, eh, I'll bat, bite the bullet. Matariza. Oh, my gosh. Send it in. Matariza. <laughs> when in doubt. Gonna, um, round six. Yeah. Here we oh, go. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, now, okay. We're going to do it. I mean, okay. In all fairness, at least we're doing it round six, not round four. Yeah. Um. But okay, Matt, Matt Ariza. All right, All right. look at us go. Penning, Mathis. All right, Bryant, so we don't, we, we don't have an edge three. We don't have an <laughs> RB2, uh, but we have a punter and we have a, our fourth nose tackle. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, Tyler, can you go to the edges, please? Yes, for the love of God, anybody. <laughs> you scroll down. I'm having a really hard time seeing this. My my eyes are. All right. Uh, scroll down a little bit more. Oh, thank you. That works. Okay, you can scroll back up. I think you took us off the screen. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> oh yeah, I just wanted to see me a bit of. See, oh, a little see. Okay. 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 All right. Um, I'm, I'm gonna go with uh, Ali Fayed from. Uh, I forget where he's from right now, but uh, <laughs> this is a this is a total dart throw from Western Michigan. Bet on the tools. We don't have an edge rusher three right now. Chris Rumpf is our edge rusher three. Fantastic! It's gonna be great watching him start a couple of games when Joey Bosa inevitably misses some games. So, uh, going with Ali Fayed from uh, Western Michigan. All right, sounds fantastic. Don't know what he does on tape, but apparently he has some tools that we want to bet on. That's all you can ask for on day three. Yes, I saw. Um, I saw Myron Tagovailoa. Is he related in any way to Tua? And yes, Tawalia? he is. Yeah, he, he is, is Tua's cousin. Um, okay, he's not really an edge rusher for me. Like he played defensive end for them, but he's more of like a four I five technique kind of player. You know, mm -hmm. similar to like a Morgan Fox player. But uh, you know, I, I I think like I like the player, but uh, he's not really an edge that I, I think they like. Whereas. Uh, Fahed really has that length, that burst that Brandon Staley really likes to do. So, um, are you on the running backs right now? Uh, I am looking at running backs currently. Yes. All right. Go to, uh, safeties for me. All right. So right here in this instance, uh, I like Verone McKinley. I think he fits that defensive back mentality that Brandon Staley likes. I think he, they have met with him. I also like Ty Chandler, the running back from North Carolina in this instance. Uh, but I'm going to go with McKinley here. I think the Chargers do need to address the safety 3-4 spot at some point. They need more depth back there. Uh, McKinley can play in the slot. He can play deep. He can uh, you know, play in the box as well. His ball production is outstanding. Uh, so I'm going to go with McKinley here, add some versatility and competition to the safety room. I do think they could probably take him a little earlier than, than, than round seven here, but uh, – if he's here in round seven, I think that's a no-brainer. All right, so we're uh, back to Alex. No, no, no. Wouldn't it be Steven because it snakes around, or what are we doing? I just, with that? I just did two picks in a row. Oh, Focus, okay. man. Oh, I'm losing, losing sight of it. We're 238 picks deep here. Um, all right. Hmm. 
All right, let's scroll through the running back, see what we got. Um, not sure there's... Ooh. Um, hmm. All right, I'll do kind of a dart throw here. I'm surprised he's as low as he is. I'll take CJ Burdell. Um, that, that I think, I mean, they need a running back there. We didn't go for one earlier in the draft, maybe when we could have just because the value wasn't really there. Um, at this point, you're kind of throwing dart throws. I like what he's done, uh, at Oregon kind of had interest in him last year. So, you know, and gets to play kind of with his old buddy, Justin Herbert. <laughs> um, so I, I think that this kind of is a good pick for the chargers. I don't think that he's ever going to be, you know, an RB two necessarily like tight fit, but at the very least, he can't be much worse than Roundtree and Kelly. Um, so, and I, I think he's got eight. <laughs> Someone look up CJ Verdell RAS for the chat. Yeah. Uh, but no, I just think on tape, he's more athletic than those guys and can at least give a little pop in the offense when he's asked to. Yeah, he's a, he's a home run hitting back. I think this, is, this would be a, a really good addition here to this kind of running back room. The only reason I think he's lower than people is, is just because he got hurt. He didn't really finish the season. Um, so, you know, I, I think that Verdell would be a, a good addition here. Uh, Ty Chandler was still on the board at this point. I wouldn't have hated that one either. But, uh, yeah, I like Verdell a lot. It's just that he was hurt last year and uh, didn't get to finish his season. Awesome. Alrighty. Uh, I definitely have to do some more digging on the edge group. I, I, I would honestly take another one at this point, but I don't know them very well. Just out of curiosity, who is left overall? Well, we took our running back. I'm positive they won't take another one back to back, but we never know. Um, they're pretty set in tier defensive line. So I'm going to go with a player that actually, I don't know. If, I didn't share this yet. Uh, the Chargers did meet with Demarcus Field, the corner from Texas Tech. Uh, he did test pretty well. I do like the way that he plays. I think Staley emphasized the you know running and, and turning around, looking for the football, tracking the football correctly. I do think that's something that Fields does pretty well. He had a really, really good, at least statistically, 2021. But he had one game where he had to play like slot and, and free safety or whatever. I think it must have been an injury issue on the team or something. And that was not a good coverage game. But outside of that, I think he averaged like 28 yards allowed per game. Did a really, really good job there. He's also, I think he had like 40 run stops and some ridiculous amount of tackles. So he's a guy that plays the ball really well. He tackles well, or at least he tries to make the tackles and he puts up good production there. So outside boundary corner, not going to be a lot of flexibility inside outside, but boundary guy at this point who did test well, the Chargers did meet with. I'm going to go with DeMarcus Fields, the corner from Texas Tech. I believe he's got a lot of special teams reps, too. I, I think Ben Fennell has, has tweeted a bunch about that as well. So, nice. Um, you know, that speed, that athletic profile, come in, contribute on special teams, challenge for a roster spot. Uh, as much grief as I gave Alex for for taking Fidarian Mathis, I think the secondary, at least, is something I'd be really happy about in this instance with Kobe Bryant, Verona McKinley, and uh, what's the other guy's name? Mathis? DeMarcus Fields. Demarcus Fields. Uh, I was confused with Damari Mathis, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. So as, as many people are pointing out in the chat, it's the whole like this is the reason right here that we would love the Chargers to sign a right tackle because it just changes yeah. everything else, and yeah. you know, we don't get an edge at best until round three. And even at that point, are any of the edge rushers all that great? I mean, even if Carlaptis doesn't fit, that is sure heck of a lot better than the you know pick of maybe Sam Williams in round three who is not going to be on their board anyway or you know Jesse Lukita who's trying to move from you know linebacker to edge so um 
we could recap this. What do you think think about because there's only 48 minutes? What do you think about flying through one more mock draft very quickly <laughs> with the assumption that the Chargers have signed a right guard and right tackle? Okay. Yeah, we, we need to get some credit back for this piece of shit we just put out. So <laughs> <laughs> and I acknowledge my role in, in fucking this whole by taking the I mean you I, took the really... fifth defensive tackle, man. <laughs> and a punter. I, okay, the Matariza thing, I was trying to win some social credit back. Uh, that <laughs> was very clearly the case. And then I took Verdell, Oregon. We have a lot of Oregon people. But yeah, I, I did fuck it. Let's try this again. All right. <laughs> Let's go for it. Okay, we're going to go in like 30 seconds here. Hey, but no, there's no like taking five, five minutes per person. You got to hurry up. That, that's just directed at me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, Steven, you ready? Let's do this. Yeah, let's do it. Watch right. every edge rusher get taken before seven minutes. <laughs> doesn't even matter. Oh, oh, Garrett Wilson right before. That's that's a big bummer. Okay, so we did have... Obviously, there's an option to trade back. We'll probably do that later or at a different time. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we have a right tackle. His name is... Steven, what do you want to name him? Billy Turner. Billy Turner. Fantastic. Okay. Billy Turner, Billy Turner so is our right taking... tackle. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's scroll down. All right. Steven, I feel like this is the spot. You take your wide receiver one. Um, I'm not taking Drake London, man. I think Drake London and Mike Williams is, mm, is really that's, redundant. That's, that's kind of true. I mean, if the goal is to take an edge and I... I I mentioned this last time, man, like David Ojabo, like, I mean, he's injured. He tore his Achilles, but if the goal is to find an edge rusher in this draft, like yeah. there's no one else that has the, that same kind of ceiling. What if he's not playing this year? And <laughs> Jay blue did a super chat and said, thanks for the redo. <laughs> Look at that. We made 20 bucks doing a mock draft all over again. Okay. okay so are we doing David Ojabo? Is that what you want to do? Even no. though you might not so, play this year? All right. Here's what I'm going to do instead. <laughs> Uh, at this point, I'm going to take a corner right here, and we're going to take okay. that position off the board. I'm going to take Kair Elam with 17 overall. Okay. I like okay. it, but why not McDuffie? I, I, could guess I, I think McDuffie, I think if you have McDuffie and Asante Samuel Jr., you have two guys who probably are not boundary corners, mm -hmm. whereas I think you can get Kair Elam right here, and I think he just has a higher ceiling because of his physical tools and his ability to be a press man corner. And then this way with Elam and JC Jackson, you have two guys who can really man up with anybody across the board. Ideally, obviously, if they if Elam pans out, but I think you know Michael Davis at this point, his future is uncertain. He's probably not on the roster in 2023. So instead of having to deal with the switching back and forth between McDuffie and Asante Samuel Jr., I'm just going to take the outside guy and I'm going to get another press man corner in Kyrie Elam. Okay, I get it, but good lord, we're still on how. Oh, geez. Well, which edge are you taking? Are you taking Boye Mafe at seventeen? Because I'm not taking George Karloftis, man. I, he doesn't fit what they want. He just doesn't. <sighs> All right, I probably would have gone receiver at that point because I'm a Traylon Brooks guy. I know, I know. I would have gone Olave if would have if it would have been a receiver, but you know, I just I think there are other receivers that they can target later. We're about to find out. All right, Alex, no no nose tackle five this time. Uh, Calvin Austin, send it in. 
Perfect. Okay, Calvin Austin, we did it, everybody. <laughs> we there did we it. Uh, we found. There we go. Harry Speed. Cole. Yeah, snagged him. He's definitely going in the third round. Definitely will I not went, be going any earlier. I went very fast there, so I hope it is appreciated. And I do think I do think that is a possibility that he's there on the board because I mean, we all love him, but he is short. Like the NFL is not going to value him crazy high. I think. So now it's on me to find an edge rusher again. Um, <laughs> not again, but. <laughs> Hey, listen uh, to Darian fucking Mathis this time. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, okay, Isaiah Thomas, D'Angelo Malone. Ooh, I like Malone, man. I like Malone. <laughs> that's like it for edge rushers. Okay, D'Angelo Malone it is, guys. We needed to take an edge rusher. We were going with D'Angelo Malone. There Wait, was... just see who else is there, though. No, that's it. <laughs> that's basically it. You Malone, Thomas, Robinson. Malone. <laughs> we'll scroll down. Well, I'm not taking, like, Barno. In the okay, fourth, yeah, bro. do Malone, then. Okay, Jesus. Okay, it took. He's a senior bowl standout too, so checks that box for. uh, Ah, even better. That's what I was thinking the whole time. All right, (laughs) Elam, corner four, Austin, Hill, Light. Hey man, corner four is a corner four is a starter in Brandon Staley's defense. Definitely could be Galone. All right, I think we're doing better. Oh, I'm going again. Ah, shoot. Okay, what I'm not going to do is take Ariza. I'll tell you that much right now. What do we have again? A receiver here. No, we already have a corner, so I'm not doing corner again. Um, my receiver edge. Jeez. Okay, if he's here, I'm gonna take Max Mitchell. They need to do it, even though it seems a bit redundant. They need a swing tackle to replace Pipkins. They need anything here. It's a it's redundant. I get it, but I think that is arguably one of the best players here, even though he's not ranked higher for them at this point. I don't know if Pipkins they even trust him to be their starter. I think they they're high on him. But again, he was their jumbo tackle last year, and he's has an expiring contract. If I'm trying to get ahead of the game, I want to take Mitchell here. Uh, Telesco will not be ahead of the game. I'll have to find <laughs> a new backup tackle next year. I'm going to go with Mitchell. That's a good pick. I like that. Okay. I Darren, wonder why he fell on TDN's board, though. I don't know. It's funny because PFF loves Max Mitchell and they love Abraham Lucas. And those players are like generally second round picks. And then you get into TDM and they're like fifth rounders. <laughs> okay, Alex. <laughs> All right. Thanks. I will rectify my mistakes of the past. Uh, let's go to running backs. Uh, no. Okay. Um, All right. Fine. I'll do it. Uh, Tyler Allegier, we'll take him. Uh, running back, he's he's shifty, blue collar kind of guy. Uh, we'll you know he, he probably can do better than Roundtree and Kelly. Uh, you get some uh, get some good get some good vibes here. Uh, the Mormon God or whatever will bless us. So uh, let's do that. <laughs> come on, man. All right, Ty, let's go to uh, the receivers here. Okay. The Mormon God. <laughs> God. All right, scroll down. I know Thornton is there. I just want to see who else is there. Oh wait, we we took uh, we took Alvin Austin. What am I thinking? All right, go to the safeties here. They have Leon O'Neill as a safety, isn't he a linebacker? Yeah, that's that guy that ran like a four eight at their pro day the other day. <laughs> oh, that guy. Yeah, that yeah guy. the Texas A and M. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right, go to uh, into your offensive line. Spicy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like I said, they do need another backup center. Nick Ford, my guy. Shout out. 
Fuck. Um, I'm going to take McKinley again. I, I think this is somebody that they would really target and just checks a lot of boxes. So Beautiful. Verone McKinley, probably one of the most popular players. Chargers fans taking these mocks, I'm guessing. Yeah, rightfully so. Yeah. So yeah. this is me again, right? This next one? Yes. Do it. Do it. Make it. Oh, they took a riser right before. Oh, Ariza. I was <laughs> oh, not shoot. I was not taking him anyway. So <laughs> um all right, what do we need at this point? We need probably yeah, let's go back to the interior offensive line. Okay. And I do agree with Craig in the chat. I would take Pierre Strong over Algier, but I, I do think Algier that, like that's, that's fine. Fun... I, I I defer to Craig on that. I don't know who Pierre Strong is, so um, <laughs> I just made the pick with the guy that I know who is. I've also been informed by Google that Tyler Algier is not part of the Church of Latter Day Saints. Um, yeah. So retracting my statement there, but uh, yeah, no, I I defer to Craig on that. He probably knows the running backs currently better. All right, just scroll down. I, I'm probably going to take Nick Ford, but scroll down. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I'm going with Nick Ford. He did play center for the for the University of Utah, so obviously this is a homer pick. Uh, but he played all five positions throughout his tenure at the University of Utah. Versatile interior offensive lineman. I think he kind of fits more what they want at guard, but uh, he does have that center flexibility. So I'd be happy with that, obviously. But I do think he's actually a, a good, you know, day three dart throw for sure. Um... Cool. Okay, so what haven't we done at this point? I guess IDL, we didn't, we didn't take Fedarian Mathis, so <laughs> we haven't done that. Now you can take um, your nose tackle four. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, let's just go to the general big board, see who's available. Oh my gosh. What is happening today? With all these spam people. Keep scrolling. Uh, all right. I mean, we can... Uh, I guess we did take Elam, but I wouldn't mind doubling up a corner here and going uh, DeMarcus Fields, kind of like we did last draft. Okay, so I thought it was a misspelling. Is There's two DeMarcus Fields at Texas Tech. <laughs> Okay, this is, is the correct really? spelling. I don't know. That, that, wait, are there? D.A. DeMarcus Fields is the one I'm thinking of, and that's how you spell his name. And I thought it was just a misspelling on their part. There's two DeMarcus Fields that play corner at Texas Tech. There's this no can't way. Be. This what can't is, be. Is, is, Brady, is Brady Wooten in the chat? Because he's he's the Texas <laughs> would, Tech guy that I rely on. So DeMarcus yeah, Fields. Yeah, this is the guy I'm thinking of, right? Fitz covered two, yada, yada, yada. Okay. No, oh, Zion McCollum like, be interesting too. Zion is that guy that tested out the he tested amazing from uh, Sam Houston State, I think. I'm only seeing one Demarcus Fields. There's not. It's only the guy with the A. There's no. There's no E Demarcus Fields. Are you joking or are you saying? No, like... I I just I just googled it. There's there's nothing oh, that comes yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just the A. That that must be a mistake in PFFs. Nice. So so TDN has a fake person that doesn't <laughs> fake exist. Demarcus Fields ahead of. <laughs> Wait, of... scroll down again. Do they have Tariq Castro Fields on the board right here? What yeah, the do. hell? That's weird. Oh well, he's not. Okay, in that case, around. that's a, that's what I'm saying. Like I I would take him, but he's not going. Why is he so low on their board? I don't understand. Um, but yeah, go with the uh, Fields yeah, or I'll, Zion McCollum. I'll go with Fields here. TDN got catfished. 
Yeah, multiple times, looks like. How do you have a player that doesn't exist on your board? And then a different it's a different height and weight too. Oh, they've got they've got a bunch of players too that like went back to school on their board as well. So that's neat. That's neat. We're doing greater here. Are we paying for TDN premium for them to have the De and Demarcus on the boards? Do they have like fake people? Am I on here? (laughs) (laughs) Tyler Shoe and Long Snapper. All right, so is this right. uh this is back to you right tyler this is me i'm gonna go with a guy that i thought was a good player when i watched him played all over in the defense plays close to the line of scrimmage can pass rush all that good stuff has met with the chargers doug kyatt from pro football focus did a big piece on him i'm gonna go oh, trace yeah. sterling the safety at oklahoma state okay yeah look at this secondary. I, the secondary I think, is cooking. i think we did better <laughs> yeah. i think we did better but i'm still not sure about kyrie Elam, <laughs> who i, I like. mean but it worked. We got that. Calvin Austin later. But what's the, what's the alternate? Like, I mean, maybe he's not the maybe he's not worth the seventeenth pick for some people. I, I happen to think he's going to be a first rounder just because of his yeah. tools and he plays corner. And and he, I thought that he was the best corner available there to me. And uh, I think at seventeen, you're just in a really bad spot when it comes to the edge rusher class. Mm-hmm. You're in a bad spot when it comes to the tackle class. So. My choices are I take a a cornerback who's going to be a starter, maybe not this year, but he'll be a starter next year. Mm -hmm. Or I'll take an interior offensive lineman who will be a starter. Or I'll take a wide receiver three. I don't know. Like I I just felt like Kyrie Elon was the best player available there, and he does fill a need for me. Like I I see what you're saying when it comes to the edge rushing class, but I'm not taking an edge rusher at 17 unless it's David Ojabo. That's just... Did Demarcus Fields go to Texas Tech and Demarcus went to Bishop Sycamore? Or... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I already read that joke in the chat. So No, didn't read that one. All right, well. <laughs> great mock draft, everyone. Yeah, first first video oh after we get God. a new deal from Blue Wire. We're just letting it <laughs> all go. Jesus. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, our new deal with Blue Wire... Comes with OnlyFans, uh, hot girls and boys video chat uh, spam. So we're doing great. No, I really like the secondary at this point. I mean, you you can't yeah. you have a guy who will probably start next year. And one of the things that Staley talked about and what he liked about just uh, J.C. Jackson is getting his hands on guys, turning around and playing the football correctly. I think that is something that Elam is really good at. Something that Michael Davis is not good at. So it's definitely a good fit there. Austin is a favorite of mine, of course. Malone, uh, Stephen liked him a lot. Uh, Mitchell, I really like. Have not watched the running back. McKinley's a name. Ford's from Utah. Fields exists. And Trey Sterling met with the Chargers. So, yeah, I like it. I like this secondary a lot here. And um, after we finish this, Tyler, go back and watch some of the senior bowl stuff. You'll see Malone pretty standing out pretty consistently. Yeah, here his name is Law. I just didn't watch him. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Rogue, man. Rogue's funny. Um, yeah. All right, so I, you know, obviously, I think the Chargers in this scenario, we need a right tackle, man. Like we need that to happen ASAP. Like, you know, I am trying to be patient here, but uh, just gives the Chargers so many more options to to explore in the first round. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm sure we'll get it this week. I don't know why some of these guys haven't been signed yet, but I'm sure we'll get it in the next week, uh, and hopefully, we do. All righty, uh, Alex. Final thoughts before we head out for the evening. 
Um, very happy as Tyler said that we do one of our like top ten worst episodes of all time right after Blue Wire gives it gives us the extension. No take backs. Uh so yeah, very happy that we redid the mock draft. We did slightly better. Uh, but I apologize for taking Fedarian Mathis and making this go on 40 minutes longer than it should have. That's okay. You know, who needs to eat or anything? Um, you know, the next time we do this, we'll have a a good idea of what the roster is. And we'll also actually know all the safeties, all the corners, at least through like 200 or so. So we'll be a lot better uh, next time around when we actually have everything. We could just lie. We could take players and be like, yeah, I, I like him, but we don't know these guys. So uh, best we could do. Yeah, and I do think the second one was obviously better. But, you know, there were parts of the first one that I that I think that I would really get behind. And, mm-hmm. you know, not every draft pick is perfect. You know, sometimes there's a, a Larry Roundtree in there and sometimes there's a Kenneth Murray in there and all that stuff. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's not like the Chargers are going to get all home runs on these. So uh, really excited about where this team is headed, of course. And shout out to the Chiefs again for uh, making it a little easier in the AFC West. So um, that being said, that is going to do it for us tonight. We'll be going uh live this weekend potentially for a q a we'll let you guys know and then on sunday we'll do our our usual episode hopefully we get a right tackle by sunday night so um thank you as always for tuning in if you're listening to this please leave a rating or a review on your podcast of choice and we'll see you next time it's happening daily we're being conned by the institutions we used to trust The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.